Good day, lovely people of God. It's time for us to take another episode of Calvary Message, where we bow down our heads and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you so much for today. Indeed, today is a day that you have made, and we rejoice, and we are glad in it. It's a privilege to hear from you once more. Pour yourself into us, dear Lord. Teach us your word. Teach us your wisdom. Give us your knowledge. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, give us the strength to practice your word that will be fruitful in you and in everything that concerns us. In Jesus' name have I prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Alright, so um, today we'll be focusing on Luke chapter 11. We'll be drawing lessons from Luke chapter 11. I've divided these lessons into four by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Into five, rather. We have the part one, part two, part three, part four, and part five. And we're going to go through them before the sermon ends. So um, without much ado, we'll veer right into the part one. And uh, it encompasses verses one to thirteen. And it talks about prayer. So part one of this, uh, Luke 11, the insights we're drawing from it, we're going to talk about prayer. Now, there have been a lot of teachings about prayer. A lot of sermons have been made about prayer. A lot of opinions have been shared. But this morning, the Holy Spirit inspired me to just one thing. And I want to share it with you. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have everything. I hope you heard that right. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have everything. Now, let me read Luke 11. Of course, definitely that's what we are taking. Uh, 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 this, this, that's what the whole sermon is based on. So, open your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 11. And we'll read at verse 13. It says... If you then, I read from the New King James Version, and every reading I'll be doing is from the New King James Version. So Luke eleven thirteen says that, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So this was a question Jesus was asking His congregation, people who were listening to Him full of pharisees and scribes and of course his faithful disciples and other multitude of people so he was asking them if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more won't your heavenly father give you the holy spirit when you ask of him and this is the main reason why i'm saying that if you have the holy spirit you have everything because jesus asked the question in such a way as invokes this revelation that i'm sharing with you so he's asking them now if you can give a good gift to your children i mean what what good gifts can you give to your children you you can give them money and as jesus mentioned in the preceding verses you can give them egg you can give them fish you can you can give them bread that's food you you, you care for them you cater you can give them clothing you can give them shelter these are good gifts when they come of age you can can buy them cars you can you can help them uh, settle in marriage you know settle in, in 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 various mansions and stuff 
for their marriage, help them get employed and all that. So these are good gifts that we give to our children. But Jesus also said something. If you can give these good gifts to your children, why won't God give you his Holy Spirit? Meaning that all the good gifts that God has to give are in his Holy Spirit. So when God gives you the Holy Spirit, it means that he has given you every good gift that you can ever think or imagine that is why the bible says that he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavens when you have the holy spirit you have every good thing you have every good gift that god has to offer you in fact you have everything no wonder apostle paul says in first corinthians chapter 12 verse 21 that all things are yours all things are yours all things they all belong to you all things are yours so what then should we pray for somebody will be asking i mean if i have the holy spirit and all things are mine does that mean i shouldn't pray anymore okay now um you see jesus when he was speaking these things uh, he was surrounded by people who are not yet been filled with the holy spirit you remember when um, they, they got filled with the holy spirit in acts chapter 2 right that's when the day of pentecost arrived so at this juncture at this time that jesus was talking to them about all the good gifts of the father in the holy spirit they didn't have so jesus was in essence asking them to pray for the holy spirit okay now the prayer was from verse 1 to verse 13 of luke chapter 11 i would encourage you to save time and read the whole of luke chapter 11 so that whatever that i say will make more sense to you and you appreciate you appreciate them better so jesus was talking about prayer from verse 1 to verse 13 okay and he ended he, he reached verse 13 he was like yeah so you have to pray for the holy spirit so he said how much more will the father give the holy spirit when you ask of him but now in this dispensation so long as you said the sinner's prayer and became a christian you have the holy spirit living in you does that mean you shouldn't pray anymore no that's not it you should still continue to pray because it is the holy spirit who teaches us to pray however we pray and do not pray amiss yeah that is that is that is that is that has been the bane of 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 various and most christians over the time and over the years we pray amiss we pray not knowing the will of the father and so we pray and we do not receive answers to our prayers this is because we don't pray in the spirit when i say pray in the spirit an aspect is praying in tongues but another aspect and that is what the father delights in much more is you building a personal relationship with the holy spirit so once you receive him as a christian your responsibility is to develop a relationship with him is to seek him is to follow after him is to hear and yearn for him is to speak to him and as often as you cultivate having a personal relationship a personal quiet time with the holy spirit first time of the day first thing that you do all the day all the time you get accustomed to how he wants things to be run in the world in his church most importantly and then in your life that is the only way you can pray and receive answers to your prayers and you don't pray amiss 
you never pray amiss when you seek the holy spirit and when you develop a personal relationship with him now you can know the will of the lord for your life you can know the will of the lord for your church and still pray that will as led by the holy spirit but not receive an answer there and then that doesn't mean that god is not listening to your prayers now mind you this is different from not praying according to the will of god that's not praying amiss when you pray amiss definitely you are not going to re- receive an answer from the lord it's, it's in james james explains it he said we we pray and do not receive because we pray or we ask amiss that we may spend it on our fleshly desires okay that's why the bible says that a time is coming and now is when true worshippers shall worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Beloved, if you want to pray and receive answers, you have to pray in the spirit. You have to pray as led by the spirit. You have to pray as inspired by the spirit. You have to pray the word of God. If you don't do that, there is no way you are going to receive anything from the Father. The Holy Spirit will give you truth. As you develop a relationship with you, he will tell you who you are. He will tell you the agenda of the Lord in these end times. And these will stir you to prayer. Because it's not happening. You know who you are. You know that you are rich, you know that you are healthy. But in your life, you are not rich and you are not healthy. So it will spare you to prayer. You know that in the end times, God, God is, God is pouring out His, His spirit on all flesh. God is, God is bringing a revival, but it is not happening. And people are continually being wicked. What should you do? You pray. That is praying in the spirit. You pray according to the truths and the revelations that the Holy Spirit has put and deposited in your spirit. That is only when you receive answers. But even in that, sometimes the answers may delay. And what do you do? You persevere. Perseverance is key to the receipt of prayers or to the answering of prayers. When you read verse 6 to verse 9, Jesus illustrated this phenomenon. He said, now, when, when you have a friend and you go to him in the dead of the night and, and, and you ask him for loaves, and he's like, oh, no, I can't, I can't give you loaves. I mean, it's, it's late. Uh, I'm in bed with my children. Uh, look, just 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 go home. Just go home. But, I mean, <laughs> I can't get you loaves. But he said, if you are persistent, he said, you keep knocking, you are persistent, then your friend will arise from his sleep and he will give you as many loaves as you want. Now, initially, he wanted three loaves. But he said, he will give you as many loaves as you want. That is the key. When you pray for something today and it has not happened, don't give up. God is teaching you to wait. In waiting, you persevere. God is teaching you to form character. God is teaching you to form your faith. So when you pray for one thing and you don't see its fulfillment, you pray for it for a day, for a week, for a month, keep praying. There are three levels of prayer. Jesus said right after he illustrated this parable, he said, therefore, ask for whoever asks, receive. Therefore, knock. For whoever knocks, the door will be open to you. Therefore, seek. For whoever seeks, find. So you continue in prayer. You pray without ceasing about that until you see its fulfillment. Because the Lord has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies.
and he has given us the authority to trample upon scorpions and upon serpents and the bible says nothing by shall by no means hurt us you have this authority put it into practice put it into prayer and as often as you pray about it as often as you as you as you tell god about the situation as often as you exert your authority over the situation it will happen as you will it will happen as you've prayed and it will happen in greater heights and glory than you first imagined that is why god didn't give it to you the first time because maybe you ask for ten dollars but god no, my, my son you, you need thousand dollars so as you pray and as you wait and as you persevere god is building you up for that those thousand dollars a million dollars then you command your faith grows to a point where you can receive those blessings that god really has for you that's what the bible says that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can what ask or think i want to challenge you pray in the spirit stop praying in the flesh pray in the spirit and as you pray in the spirit persevere persevere in the will of the father and every good thing that is supposed to come to you will come to you because you have the holy spirit and you have all things part two part two deals with christianity in essence <laughs> yeah i mean when i when i when, when, when i was reading the second part i was like wow this 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 has to be christianity if you're a christian and you lack these principles i think you need to be born again again <laughs> because this is what christianity is supposed to be part two um part two is from verse 14 to 28 and verse 33 verse 14 to 28 and verse 33 so when you read those portions jesus was casting out a demon and there were his discreditors and they were saying that he was casting out the demons by the power of Beelzebub or Beelzebul and Jesus answered them he knowing their thoughts he answered them he said listen a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand if Satan is divided against himself I mean <laughs> the, the demon the demon in the person is working for Satan Beelzebub is working for Satan so if the power of Beelzebub is acting against uh, Satan I mean does that even make sense as a Christian as you grow in the Lord okay as you grow in the Lord and you grow in his might and in his power you have discreditors okay there are a host of enemies against you and there is a bigger host of of saints of angels who attend to you and who are rooting for you to make it so you don't have to be discouraged at all it's just that those that you can see okay you 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 are discouraged because you are seeing so many people but if only you could see those who are invisible you'll be like oh okay <laughs> i think i have the advantage those who you don't see are more than those who you can see and are against you so 
once you begin to grow in the Lord and you, you, you receive these kinds of backlash and criticisms, don't give up still. Uh, they'll call you names, <laughs> you, 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 you've gone for juju or stuff like that. Only stay faithful to Christ. And at the end of the day, they will glorify God with you. God will set a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Only stay faithful. Only. My pastor used to, used to always tells us, he says, let them say about you, but don't let it be true. Never let it be true that your riches are a source of black power. I mean, as a Christian, why should you? God can make you rich without any it's all in you it's all in you. you need to command it you need to bring with you need to bring the bible says take with you words eat the words open your mouth wide and he shall fill it okay, what is black power and that is the reason why we also need to be very discerning we need to have the spirit of discernment in everything that we do because there are so many masqueraders and there are so many false prophets who are acting in the name of Jesus but indeed they are wolves in sheep clothing because there are some prophets they are false and they parade themselves as 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 genuine and they perform miracles including the casting out of demons but from this i know that they don't totally cast out the demons probably they will they, they might I, I don't know i don't know how they do it but i don't think they will totally cast out the demon because satan cannot work against satan so it would seem as if they've cast out the demon probably they have some secret code or words or chants that they will use to stifle the the the, the, the activity of the demon at that very moment but it is not sealed forever. Why am I saying this? Because when you when you when you read the verse 22, Jesus said, they said, but when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from, from him all his armor in which he trusted and devises his spoil. So when a demon is cast out of a person, okay, by a genuine prophet of God, a genuine man of God, what happens is the person's life is restored so if the demon was a demon of deafness or muteness the person gets transformed and it's forever it's 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 not it's not a one hour one day event it's forever okay the, the, it says he divides his spoil so so if if for instance um and the demon was causing um, um the, the person that he possessed or it possessed to to be a prostitute or to be um, sexually immoral once the demon is cast out the person is set free and is set free forever but if it's one of these false prophets um, they they make it seem as if the, the demon is gone but the person continues in his sin it means that he was a false prophet now another on the flip side the reason i'm saying this part is pure christianity is because all of us before we became Christians were led by the devil you see this 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 world is more spiritual than you can ever think it's more spiritual than physical your life you as a human being you are more spiritual than physical than material the Bible says that in whom 
the God of this world had blinded the minds that they should believe. So when you were in sin, okay, Paul says that they were you were carried away to this damp idols. However, you were led. So when you were in sin, you were led, whether you believe it or not. I'm not saying to blame um, witches and wizards for every negative thing that happened in your life, but nature abhors vacuum, and when you were not. A Christian filled with the Holy Spirit, it means we're filled with another spirit, and that spirit cannot be of God. There are two spirits: we have the spirit of God and we have the spirit of the world. So, when you are not a Christian and you followed your lustful desires and you were carried away to damn idols, and you were you, we, we all were like that. You are, we were all just fooling around in the world. We had a worldly spirit, but when the Holy Spirit came to indwell us, the power of the worldly spirit was broken in our lives, and we had the freedom and the liberty to serve God faithfully. Now, when that happens to you, if you're a new Christian, when I say new Christian, I mean you you recently prayed the sinner's prayer and you've been you've been baptized into the body of Christ. I'm talking about the spiritual baptism here. If you are such a person and you are listening to me right now. When you continue reading from verse 24 downwards, okay, it says that when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finding none, he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Did you get that? So, once you become a Christian, it's not bed and roses. It's not play. It's work. But this work, it's not work of the flesh. It's work of the spirit. It, they, are, they are living works. Okay, once you become a Christian, that, this is one of the most, this is one of the reasons why shepherding is, is very dear to, to, to God. Okay, shepherding. He, said, he, he always refers to himself as a shepherd. He said, I am the good shepherd. I call out my sheep. My sheep hears my voice. They know me and I know them. That's a good shepherd. Jesus Christ wants us to be shepherded. So yeah, I I I I I I, I agree and I believe that all pastors should have shepherding, you know, should take shepherding seriously because without shepherding, souls will be lost and 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 their states will be worse than the former before they became saved. However, it's not only the job of the pastor, it's not only the job of the minister. You being saved, you also have a responsibility. As I told you, once you receive the Holy Spirit, go deep with Him. Go deep with Him. Seek Him in prayer. Seek Him in the Word. And when you seek Him, you will find Him. He wants to be friends with you. So you don't just sit back, it's the pastor, it's the pastor, it's the pastor, and, and you are not serious, you don't want to change, and you... Listen, your worst, your, your 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 final state will be worse than the former if you continue like this. So once you become a Christian, I implore you by the mercies of God, take it very seriously. Take it very seriously. Whatever sin that you 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 were you were beguiled by, whatever sin that you were immersed into, now that you become a Christian, that power of sin is broken. And you need to live as such. You need to live a repented life. And you do this in the spirit. You don't do this, but you don't try. You study the word. 
because the word is what transforms you the bible says be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind it comes by the word you study the word you get to know that you are not a slave to sin you pray and you affirm your righteousness in christ and you live as such you make sure that the things that you used to do that were taking you to sin you don't do them no more you put up conscious measures and efforts into ensuring that you don't repeat the mistakes you used to do and that that is it the holy spirit begins to express himself in you much more and you don't go back that is christianity it's christianity so yes in as much as you need a pastor to shepherd you i mean jesus said he's a good shepherd so if you will trust him this today and you commit your life to him i'm telling you that he's the stronger man and he's the strongest unless there's there's another man stronger than him who can come and depose him from your heart and from your life and of course there isn't so you are saved in him just trust jesus trust him when you become born again that is real christianity part three judgments this this part hits very 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 hard that's from verse 29 to verse 32 let me read it very quickly it says and while the crowds were thickly gathered together he began to say this is an evil generation it seeks a sign and no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah the prophet. For as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so also the Son of Man will be to this generation. The Queen of the South will rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and indeed a greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and indeed a greater than Jonah is here. Before I continue with this part of the judgment, another thing you do as a Christian is to share. Okay, you share. Whatever revelation you have, you share. Whatever resources you have, you share. Okay? As you are led by the Spirit, you share. Okay? And most importantly, just study the Word, as I said. Study the Word and practice it. You know, when you read the verse 28, someone was like, Jesus, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast that nurtured you. And Jesus said, no more than that. Blessed is he... Who hears the word of God and keeps it so it's not just in studying the word it's not just in listening to Christian messages some people that's what they think they do listen to Christian messages. no you have to practice it you have to do it and that is where we say that you are a Christian you're a believer now back to judgment <laughs> judgment this generation there is hope for this generation 
because in these last days god is raising up his people people that he has himself blessed people that from eternity he has established them to carry out his will and you and i are part of those people but we need to be militant in our efforts because if we don't previous generations that we deemed as sinful will have a better testimony than us and will rise and condemn this generation can you perceive what the lord is doing i mean look all around you scripture is getting fulfilled jesus prophesied that in the last days men will be lovers of themselves lovers of money instead of lovers of god what do we see now we, we watch the news we hear stories people kill their mothers for money people kill their their family for money people kill their friends for money for the love of money people can do all sorts of malicious stuff that the politicians are doing just because of money they don't care about anyone's taxes they don't care about anyone's sweat they are just enriching themselves and they enrich themselves into diseases and and serious ailments because of course you are reaping where you have not sown you you you, you are you are benefiting of of the 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 sweat the toil and the blood of of an entire populace of a country and you and you think you you'll be well it doesn't happen like that so all the prophecies that jesus jesus prof- they, they, they are being they are being fulfilled there are rumors of wars and there uh, between russia and ukraine there are natural disasters earthquakes of higher magnitudes are occurring by the decade and so can't you perceive that the lord is doing something in these last days can't you per- perceive that these are the last days and so you need to repent can't you perceive that jesus when he started speaking, he said these people they require a sign some people when you preach the word of god to them it's like they want something extraordinary to happen first i don't know it's like they want houses to walk around and they want they want walls to jump around and they want animals to talk before they they, they will believe and even in that they will still not believe because if you cannot accept and believe the word of god when it is preached to you i don't know what will make you believe the gospel anymore if by the mere preaching of it you can't accept it then i don't think any miracle in this world would enable you to accept it i I, I don't know because the word of god in itself is potent it's powerful Hebrews 4 12 says that is what it's a two-edged sword and it cuts even to a division ascender of the bones and the marrows, and it is at the center of the thoughts and intent of the human heart. This is the word of God. As as, as, it, is, as it is being spoken, you, you can feel the effect in you. Without any miracles, what else will you need? What else will you need? This is the same word of God that God says he has exalted above his name. He said, I have lifted my word above my names. And you know God's names. God is God the all-powerful. 
Oh, powerful. That's, that's, he can do everything. Miracles. And God is telling you that he has lifted this his word. His, his saving grace of, of the gospel above his names, above his miracles, above all his titles. And, and this word is preached to you and you're telling me you want something lesser before you can believe the greatest that's been given to you, you couldn't believe and you want something lesser and you think by that you can believe wake up stop deceiving yourself stop deceiving yourself listen don't be like uh, the, 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 the governor that Paul spoke the truth about the light of the gospel too, you know, at a hearing. And he was like, Paul, you almost persuaded me to be a Christian. He knew what was happening inside him. Deep down, he knew this was the truth. Anybody who has heard the gospel of repentance, the gospel of grace, deep down, you will know that this is the truth. Don't be like that man. He said, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. Repent of your sin. Repent of your dead works. Turn to Christ and receive salvation before it's too late for you. Before it's too late. The Bible says that now, if you hear the word of the Lord, do not harden your hearts as in the day of rebellion. It didn't say two years from now. It didn't say three years from now. When I graduate, I'll be. When I marry, I'll be. Who told you? As young as you are, you grow up with whatever traits and nature that you, you embellished yourself in. So now, if you hear the word of the Lord now, and you know that your life is not, is you, you, you are living your life and you are misaligning your life to, 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 to the word of God and you are not pleasing Jesus, there is power in the word to save you. All you need to do is to submit. All you need to do is to be humble. All you need to do is to accept this word. Accept that you're a sinner and ask the Holy Spirit to have mercy on you and to forgive you and to give you salvation. And that's it, you're done. But if you're like, oh, well, oh, well, oh, well, oh, well, oh, well, there are no miracles. And don't worry, there's always another time. <laughs> the men of Nineveh, wicked men, they'll rise up in judgment against you because they listen to Jonah. This Jonah, who was not even willing to go and preach to them, they listened to him. Jesus was willing not only to preach to you, but to die for you. And you won't listen to him. People are listening to Jonah, who was stubborn, who at first was disobedient to the call of God. Jesus was obedient even to the point of death for you. And you are saying you require something extra before you believe him. Wake up. Wake up. The queen of the south came all the way from her homeland and, 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 and came to Solomon to hear wisdom. He didn't have the Holy Spirit in him. Jesus Christ, the Bible says he was full of the Spirit. And he's speaking to you and <laughs> he made Solomon and people traveled to come and hear the word you are not even traveling anywhere the word of god has rather traveled and come to you and you still will not repent wake up wake up wake up and repent do you know the persecutions and the trials that the apostles and the christians of the early church went through 
they persevered and they passed on the gospel and has now gotten to your tent and you want to be like a daisical about it. you don't even want to believe it let alone propagating it do you know the, the, the trials and the persecutions they went through? Do you know the trials and the persecutions that others in different countries are going through because they are Christians? Go and ask China, Russia, Afghanistan. Do you know what is going on there? People are practicing Christianity in secrecy. You are in Ghana, you are in Nigeria. You, 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 you are practicing Christianity in freedom. <laughs> And 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 you want you want to be pompous, and you, you want to think that you are doing Jesus a favor. Wake up, and repent, because the judgment is real. That is not the reason why we preach. We don't preach the word because of judgment. We preach the word because of the love of God. We preach the 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 the, the, the gospel because Jesus came to die for you. That is why we propagate. But if you don't repent, if you don't accept it, that, that's your choice. Everybody has a choice. But you should know that to every choice, there is a consequence. Repent if you have not repented. For the kingdom of God is at hand. Part 4. Part 4 talks about protecting your eye. That's from verse 34 to 36. You need to protect your eye. Now, this eye refers to both your physical and spiritual eye. Do not watch filth with your fleshly eye. You don't have to look at porn or at a woman lustfully. Don't engage your eyes in an environment where they continue to witness evil and corruption. Some of you is like, where you are, there is there's sin prevailing. There is sin at work. Okay, so if you are continually beholding such a thing, it's going to corrupt the light of your eye. Because the Bible says that the lamp of your body is the eye. You won't have to deal with any wrong information corrupting you if you protect your eye because your inside will be bright. Now your spiritual eye is your mind. Okay. Because the Bible says that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So you ought to protect your thoughts. Mm. The thoughts that pop up while you're alone, while you're active, or while you're sleeping or resting. These thoughts are powerful. They can influence your persona and can make you do wild things. So you ought to think positively and you ought to think on the noble things of the Lord. You know, the, the, when the, this is your spiritual eye, your mind. Okay, everything begins with your mind. So if your mind is, is light, whatever that will come out of you will be light. and will be righteousness. However, if you continue to fill your mind with garbage and filth, there is no absolute way that you can produce the light and the brightness that you desire. And so somebody asked, what are you supposed to think about when you read Philippians chapter 4 verse 8? Open your Bibles with me to Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. It says that finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, 
if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy meditate on these things other versions say think on these things so you ought to think on things that are praiseworthy things that are good things that are noble and as often as you do that you are protecting your mind which is your spiritual eye and then there is nothing dark that you produce hallelujah now on to our last part which is the part five that's hypocrisy and in this part even hits harder than the part where jesus was talking about judgment he was talking about hypocrisy hypocrisy yeah so you find that in verse 39 to 42 i think you can even extend it to 48 yeah so from verse 39 to verse 48 it speaks about hypocrisy and i want to speak about that before we end this message so in a nutshell you do not have to be a hypocrite okay now this happened when jesus um, he went to one pharisee's house uh, the pharisee invited him and he was eating and the pharisee was like yeah jesus didn't wash his hands <laughs> jesus is eating without washing his hands and jesus attacked him okay he said and i read now you pharisees make the outside of the cup and dish clean but your inward parts is full of greed and wickedness foolish ones i like that if you are foolish jesus will let you know you are foolish i mean it doesn't mean worse so foolish ones did not he who made the outside make the inside also but rather give alms of such things as you have then indeed all things are clean to you but what to you pharisees for you tithe mint and rue and all manner of herbs and pass by justice and the love of god this you ought to have done without leaving the others undone now i'll leave the rest of the verses to you because of time then you read so when you when you when you study from verse 39 to verse 48 you can say jesus attacked two forms of hypocrisy okay the first form was people who on the outside want to appear as something they are not so on the outside they appear all good on the outside they appear all altruistic on the outside they appear all righteous but they are not so on the inside they are full of filth and garbage but when they come to church okay they are like oh, i worship you lord they lift up their hands and they are praising god they are lying it's because they're in the church okay a pastor preaches hallelujah praise the lord <laughs> you know it's uh, i mean i'm not saying that is bad in itself i'm it's it's not bad it's it's encouraging it's great i mean but if that is not who you are and you are trying to paint that picture then you are being a hypocrite and jesus does not like that and the second form of hypocrisy is people who yeah they are they are they are they are believers they are christians all right however their christianity is not or does not stem out of love they have for christ or for the holy ghost it does not stem out of um a kind of love relationship that they have with the holy ghost rather it stems out of religiosity so they are like okay i pray every morning i need to pray so i pray it's a religious activity then they pay their tithe so you see you see those christians they normally boast i pay i pay my tithe i'm righteous i pray every day i study the word you know 
those kind of things okay however they 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 deny justice i mean when 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 there is a widow that they can help and indeed they know that they can help they'll pass by they won't help they don't they don't they don't they don't they don't help the needy they don't they don't evangelize or bring people to christ they are just okay me myself and i these people are also greedy and they are hypocrites i mean what kind what kind of of spirit lives in you mm, what kind of of spirit lives in you what manner of spirit lives in you that you you profess christ and yet will not pursue love and justice the pharisees that's how they were they they kept the outside clean but the inside was filthy clean your inside don't be a hypocrite and don't be like someone who have your inside cleaned you, you you're a christian but it's it's just religious no you serve the lord in spirit and in truth repent and do the will of god in the love of the spirit and he will work in you to the transformation of the outer man and the manifestation of good works because it is he who works in you both to do and to will of his own good pleasure amen so i'll bring the message to an end here i hope you are blessed by it and um right this moment i'd like you to close your eyes and um pray about what you've heard you know when, when whenever jesus speaks you don't you don't you don't underestimate his words you don't underrate his words you take him very seriously <laughs> that is why in the bible his words are written with red ink <laughs> It doesn't, it doesn't mean it's dangerous. It means you have to take it very seriously. So I want you to close your eyes and um, begin to meditate on the things that you, you, you heard today from the sermon. Begin to, begin to pray and ask God to touch you, that as His word has come upon you, tell Him to make you fruitful. And to help him to practice your word if you 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 know that you fall short of any of these things i mean that's what the word of god comes to us as well god loves us so he reproaches us so when, when you when you go to church or when you hear a message and it exposes your sin you don't you don't have to be judgmental or bitter no, it's because God loves you. He doesn't want you to die in your sins. So he's, he's reproaching you so that you repent and, and come to him. So if, if you fell short of any of the things that I mentioned in the sermon, just pray and ask God to forgive you. If you are not born again after this sermon, I will pray the sinner's prayer with you. So you become born again and enjoy the glorious liberty of the sons of God. Alright, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you so much for such a prosperous message. A very sound and edifying message that you have blessed our hearts with today. 
you've urged us to prayer you've urged us to sound christianity you've spoken to us about the judgment and you've admonished us against hypocrisy i pray in the name of jesus lord you who work in us both to do and to go of your own good pleasure by holy spirit cleanse us and make us whole by these words that you have given unto us we believe in your might we believe in your power i come against any form of addiction lord any form of oppression that has that has your people bound and that no want your people to express the righteousness that they have received from you in jesus name i declare every power broken by reason of the anointing every yoke is broken right now in jesus name i cast out demons of confusion in the name of jesus i cast out demons of oppression in the name of jesus i cast out demons of sin demons of unrighteousness filthy demons who are contending with the youth lord with your people and who are coming against them and coming in between them and their relationship with you the bible says that we should prepare highway of the lord in the name of jesus all these demons i declare them non-existent i declare their power broken over the lives of your saints and i declare the highway open and free of all distractions free from all interruptions your people are free to serve you now and forevermore in jesus name amen now if you are not born again um just close your eyes you you listen to this message but you're not born again i mean if you're not born again you've not even started right so if you're not born again uh close your eyes as i told you you never know okay the bible says that now if you hear the word of the lord do not harden your heart as in the day of rebellion now you don't have to wait when i grow up maybe two years time three years time i want to finish my service i want to graduate now now you don't know what will happen tomorrow tomorrow does not belong to you you don't know when you will die right but like i said that's not why we preach we don't preach to scare people we just preach to show you the love of god you know things are happening in your life if you want a transformation you ought to be born again jesus has better for you so you close your eyes and you say these words after me okay and you become born again if you are listening to this and you are born again but you know somebody who is not born again i entreat you to get nearer to that person or post the message look for that person and because salvation is very important and give it to the person so that we will pray together so that he or she will come unto salvation and will be saved ultimately so let's pray so you say i then you put your name there thank you so much father for today i thank you for your word i thank you that you allowed Jesus Christ your beloved son to die for my sins today i acknowledge that i cannot save myself 
but you, O oh Jesus, can save me unto the uttermost. I denounce my sins. I don't want them anymore. I want you and I want you alone. Come into my heart today. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Now and forevermore. Bless me with your Holy Spirit and give me life. Amen. So if you said this prayer in all sincerity, you are now a bona fide son or daughter of the Lord. Go to church very regularly. And don't don't just go to any church. Go to a Bible, believing Bible, practicing, Jesus believing, spirit professing, word teaching church. Yeah, there are various qualities. And, and attend and you'll be blessed so thank you so much for having time to listen to today's episode of Calvary Message um, share this word let, 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 share it everywhere you are and let people come to the saving knowledge of the grace of God thank you so much I'll meet you same time next week bye Good day, lovely people of God. It's time for us to take another episode of Calvary Message, where we bow down our heads and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you so much for today. Indeed, today is a day that you have made, and we rejoice, and we are glad in it. It's a privilege to hear from you once more. Pour yourself into us, dear Lord. Teach us your word. Teach us your wisdom. Give us your knowledge. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, give us the strength to practice your word that will be fruitful in you and in everything that concerns us. In Jesus' name have I prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Alright, so um, today we'll be focusing on Luke chapter 11. We'll be drawing lessons from Luke chapter 11. I've divided these lessons into four by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, into five rather. We have the part one, part two, part three, part four, and part five. And we're going to go through them before the sermon ends. So um, without much ado, we'll veer right into the part one. And uh, it encompasses verses one to thirteen. And it talks about prayer. So part one of this, uh, Luke 11, the insights we're drawing from it, we're going to talk about prayer. Now, there have been a lot of teachings about prayer. A lot of sermons have been made about prayer. A lot of opinions have been shared. But this morning, the Holy Spirit inspired me to just one thing. And I want to share it with you. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have everything. I hope you heard that right. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have everything. Now, let me read Luke 11. Of course, definitely that's what we are taking. Uh, 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 this, this, that's what the whole sermon is based on. So, open your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 11. And we'll read verse 13. It says, 
if you then i read from the new king james version and every reading i'll be doing is from the new king james version so luke 11 13 says that if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your heavenly father give the holy spirit to those who ask him so this was a question jesus was asking his congregation people were listening to him full of pharisees and scribes and of course his faithful disciples and other multitude of people so he was asking them if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more won't your heavenly father give you the holy spirit when you ask of him and this is the main reason why i'm saying that if you have the holy spirit you have everything because jesus asked the question in such a way as invokes this revelation that i'm sharing with you so he's asking them now if you can give a good gift to your children i mean what, what good gifts can you give to your children you, you can give them money you, and as jesus mentioned in the preceding verses you can give them egg you can give them fish you can you can give them bread that, that's food you, you, you care for them you cater you can give them clothing you can give them shelter these are good gifts when they come of age you can you can buy them cars you can you can help them uh, settle in marriage you know settle in in in, in various mansions and stuff for their marriage help them get employed and all that so these are good gifts that we give to our children but jesus also said some said if you can give these good gifts to your children why won't god give you his holy spirit meaning that all the good gifts that god has to give are in his holy spirit so when god gives you the holy spirit it means that he has given you every good gift that you can ever think or imagine that is why the bible says that he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavens. when you have the holy spirit you have every good thing you have every good gift that god has to offer you in fact you have everything no wonder apostle paul says in first corinthians chapter 12 verse 21 that all things are yours all things are yours all things they all belong to you all things are yours so what then should we pray for somebody will be asking i mean if i have the holy spirit and all things are mine does that mean i shouldn't pray anymore okay now um you see jesus when he was speaking these things uh, he was surrounded by people who are not yet been filled with the holy spirit you remember when they, they got filled with the holy spirit in acts chapter 2 right that's when the day of pentecost arrived so at this juncture at this time that jesus was talking to them about all the good gifts of the father in the holy spirit they didn't have so jesus was in essence asking them to pray for the holy spirit okay now the prayer was from verse 1 to verse 13 of luke chapter 11 i would encourage you to save time and read the whole of luke chapter 11 so that whatever that i say will make more sense to you and you appreciate you appreciate them better so jesus was talking about prayer from verse 1 to verse 13 okay and he ended he, he reached verse 13 he was like yeah so you have to pray for the holy spirit he said how much more will the father give the holy spirit when you ask of him but now in this dispensation so long as you said the sinner's prayer and became a christian 
you have the Holy Spirit living in you. Does that mean you shouldn't pray anymore? No, that's not it. You should still continue to pray because it is the Holy Spirit who teaches us to pray. However, we pray and do not pray amiss. Yeah, that is that is that is that is that has been the bane of 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 various and most Christians over the time and over the years. We pray amiss. We pray not knowing the will of the Father. And so we pray and we do not receive answers to our prayers. This is because we don't pray in the Spirit. When I say pray in the Spirit, an aspect is praying in tongues. But another aspect, and that is what the Father delights in much more, is you building a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. So once you receive Him as a Christian, your responsibility is to develop a relationship with Him, is to seek Him, is to follow after Him, is to hear and yearn for Him, is to speak to Him. And as often as you cultivate having a personal relationship, a personal quiet time with the Holy Spirit, first time of the day, first thing that you do all the day, all the time, you get accustomed to how he wants things to be run in the world, in his church, most importantly, and then in your life. That is the only way you can pray and receive answers to your prayers. And you don't pray amiss. You never pray amiss when you seek the Holy Spirit and when you develop a personal relationship with Him. Now, you can know the will of the Lord for your life. You can know the will of the Lord for your church and still pray that will as led by the Holy Spirit. But not receive an answer there and then. That doesn't mean that God is not listening to your prayers. Now, mind you, this is different from not praying according to the will of god that's not praying amiss when you pray amiss definitely you are not going to receive an answer from the lord it's it's in james james explains it he said we we pray and do not receive because we pray or we ask amiss that we may spend it on our fleshly desires okay that's why the bible says that a time is coming and now is when true worshippers shall worship the lord in spirit and in truth Beloved, if you want to pray and receive answers, you have to pray in the Spirit. You have to pray as led by the Spirit. You have to pray as inspired by the Spirit. You have to pray the Word of God. If you don't do that, there is no way you are going to receive anything from the Father. The Holy Spirit will give you truth. As you develop a relationship with you, He will tell you who you are. He will tell you the agenda of the Lord in these end times. And these will stir you to prayer. Because it's, it's not happening. You know who you are. You know that you are rich, you know you are healthy. But in your life, you are not rich and you are not healthy. So it will spare you to prayer. You know that in the end times, God, God is, God is pouring out His, His spirit on all flesh. God is, God is bringing a revival. But it is not happening. And people are continually being wicked. What should you do? You pray. That is praying in the Spirit. You pray according to the truths and the revelations that the Holy Spirit has put and deposited in your spirit. That is only when you receive answers. But even in that, sometimes the answers may delay. And what do you do? You persevere. Perseverance is key to the receipt of prayers. 
or to the answering of prayers. When you read verse 6 to verse 9, Jesus illustrated this phenomenon. He said, now, when, when you have a friend and you go to him in the dead of the night and, and, and you ask him for loaves, and he's like, oh, no, I can't, I can't give you loaves. I mean, it's, it's late. Uh, I'm in bed with my children. Uh, look, just 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 go home. Just go home. But, I mean, <laughs> I can't get you loaves. But he said, if you are persistent, he said, you keep knocking, you are persistent, then your friend will arise from his sleep and he will give you as many loaves as you want. Now, initially, he wanted three loaves. But he said, he will give you as many loaves as you want. That is the key. When you pray for something today and it has not happened, don't give up. God is teaching you to wait. In waiting, you persevere. God is teaching you to form character. God is teaching you to form your faith. So when you pray for one thing and you don't see its fulfillment, you pray for it for a day, for a week, for a month, keep praying. There are three levels of prayer. Jesus said right after he illustrated this parable, he said, therefore, ask for whoever asks, receive. Therefore, knock, for whoever knocks, the door will be open to you. Therefore, seek, for whoever seeks, find. So you continue in prayer. You pray without ceasing about that until you see its fulfillment. Because the Lord has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies. And he has given us the authority to trample upon scorpions and upon serpents. And the Bible says, nothing by sound, by no means hurt us. You have this authority. Put it into practice. Put it into prayer. And as often as you pray about it, as often as you, as you, as you tell God about the situation, as often as you exert your authority over the situation, it will happen as you will. It will happen as you've prayed. And it will happen in greater heights and glory than you first imagined. That is why God didn't give it to you the first time. Because maybe you asked for $10, but God, oh, my, my son, you, you need $1,000. So as you pray and as you wait and as you persevere, God is building you up for that those $1,000, a million dollars. Then you command. Your faith grows to a point where you can receive those blessings that God really has for you. That's why the Bible says that he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can what? Ask or think. I want to challenge you. Pray in the spirit. Stop praying in the flesh. Pray in the spirit. And as you pray in the spirit, persevere. Persevere in the will of the Father. And every good thing that is supposed to come to you will come to you. Because you have the Holy Spirit and you have all things. Part 2. Part 2 deals with Christianity in essence. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I, when, I, when, when I was reading the second part, I was like, wow, this, this, this has to be Christianity. If you're a Christian and you lack these principles, I think you need to be born again, again. <laughs> because this is what Christianity is supposed to be. Part 2. Um, part 2 is from verse 14 to 28 and verse 33. Verse 14 to 28 and verse 33. So, when you read those portions, Jesus was casting out a demon. And there were his discreditors. And they were saying that he was casting out the demons 
by the power of Beelzebub or Beelzebul. And Jesus answered them. He knowing their thoughts, he answered them. He said, listen, a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. If Satan is divided against himself, I mean, <laughs> the, the, demon, the demon in the person is working for Satan. Beelzebub is working for Satan. So if the power of Beelzebub is acting against uh, Satan, I mean, does that even make sense? As a Christian, as you grow in the Lord, okay, as you grow in the Lord and you grow in His might and in His power, you have discreditors, okay? There are a host of enemies against you, and there is a bigger host of, of saints, of angels who attend to you and who are rooting for you to make it. So you don't have to be discouraged at all. It's just that those that you can see, okay, you you are discouraged because you're, you are seeing so many people. But if only you could see those who are invisible, you'd be like, oh, okay, <laughs> I think I have the advantage. Those who you don't see are more than those who you can see and are against you. So... Once you begin to grow in the Lord and you, you, you receive these kinds of backlash and criticisms, don't give up still. Uh, they'll call you names, <laughs> you, 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 you've gone for juju or stuff like that. Only stay faithful to Christ. And at the end of the day, they will glorify God with you. God will set a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Only stay faithful. Only. My pastor used to, used to always tells us, he says, let them say about you, but don't let it be true. Never let it be true that your riches are a source of black power. I mean, as a Christian, why should you? God can make you rich without any... It's all in you. It's all in you. You need to command it. You need to bring... You need to bring... The Bible says, take with you words. Eat the words. Open your mouth wide and he shall fill it. Okay, what is black power? And that is the reason why we also need to be very discerning. We need to have the spirit of discernment in everything that we do because there are so many masqueraders and there are so many false prophets who are acting in the name of Jesus, but indeed they are wolves in sheep clothing because there are some prophets, they are false and they parade themselves as, 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 as genuine and they perform miracles including the casting out of demons but from this i know that they don't totally cast out the demons probably they will they, they might i i don't know i don't know how they do it but i don't think they will totally cast out the demon because satan cannot work against satan so it would seem as if they've cast out the demon Probably they have some secret code or words or chants that they will use to stifle the, 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 the activity of the demon at that very moment. But it is not sealed forever. Why am I saying this? Because when you, when you, when you read the verse 22, Jesus said, they said, But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from, from him all his armor in which he trusted and devises his spoil. So when a demon is cast out of a person, okay, 
by a genuine prophet of God, a genuine man of God, what happens is the person's life is restored. So if the demon was a demon of deafness or muteness, the person gets transformed. And it's forever. It's 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 not it's not a one hour one day event. It's forever. Okay. The, the, it says he divides his spoil. So so if if for instance um, um the demon was causing um, um the the person that he possessed or it possessed to to be a prostitute or to be uh, sexually immoral, once the demon is cast out, the person is set free and is set free forever. But if it's one of these false prophets, um, they, they make it seem as if the, the demon is gone, but the person continues in his sin. It means that he was a false prophet. Now, another on the flip side, the reason I'm saying this part is pure Christianity is because all of us, before we became Christians, were led by the devil. You see, this 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 world is more spiritual than you can ever think. It's more spiritual than physical. Your life, you as a human being, you are more spiritual than physical, than material. The Bible says that in whom the God of this world had blinded the minds that they should believe. So when you were in sin, okay, Paul says that they were, you were carried away to these damp idols. However, you were led. So when you were said you were led, whether you believe it or not, I'm not saying to blame um, witches and wizards for every negative thing that happened in your life. But nature abhors vacuum. And when you were not a Christian filled with the Holy Spirit, it means you are filled with another spirit. And that spirit cannot be of God. There are two spirits. You have the spirit of God and have the spirit of the world. So when you are not a Christian and you followed your lustful desires and you were carried away to damn idols and you were, you, we, we all were like that. You are, we were all just fooling around in the world. We had a worldly spirit, but when the Holy Spirit came to indwell us, the power of the worldly spirit was broken in our lives and we had the freedom and the liberty to serve God faithfully. Now, when that happens to you, if you're a new Christian, when I say new Christian, I mean you you recently prayed the sinner's prayer and you've been you've been baptized into the body of Christ. I'm talking about the spiritual baptism here. If you are such a person and you are listening to me right now, when you continue reading from verse 24 downwards, okay, it says that when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finding none, he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Did you get that? So once you become a Christian, it's not bed and roses. It's not play. It's work. But this work, it's not work of the flesh. It's work of the spirit. It, they, are, they are living works. Okay. Once you become a Christian, that, this is one of the most, this is one of the reasons why shepherding is, is very dear to, to, to God. Okay. Shepherding. He, said, he, he always refers to himself as a shepherd. He said, I am the good shepherd. I call out my sheep. My sheep hears my voice. They know me and I know them. That's a good shepherd. Jesus Christ wants us to be shepherded. 
So yeah, I I I I I I I agree and I believe that all pastors should have shepherding, you know, should take shepherding seriously because without shepherding, souls will be lost and 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 their states will be worse than the former before they became saved. However, it's not only the job of the pastor, it's not only the job of the minister. You being saved, you also have a responsibility. As I told you, once you receive the Holy Spirit, go deep with Him. Go deep with Him. Seek Him in prayer. Seek Him in the Word. And when you seek Him, you will find Him. He wants to be friends with you. So you don't just sit back as the pastor, as the pastor, as the pastor, and and you are not serious. You don't want to change, and you. Listen, your worst, your, your 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 final state will be worse than the former if you continue like this. So once you become a Christian, I implore you by the mercies of God, take it very seriously. Take it very seriously. Whatever sin that you 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 were you were beguiled by, whatever sin that you were immersed into, now that you become a Christian, that power of sin is broken. And you need to live as such. You need to live a repented life. And you do this in the spirit. You don't do this, but you don't try. You study the word. Because the word is what transforms you. The Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It comes by the word. You study the word. You get to know that you are not a slave to sin. You pray and you affirm your righteousness in Christ and you live as such. You make sure that the things that you used to do that were taking you to sin, you don't do them no more. You put up conscious measures and efforts into ensuring that you don't repeat the mistakes you used to do. And that, that is it. The Holy Spirit begins to express himself in you much more and you don't go back. That is Christianity. It's Christianity. So yes, in as much as you need a pastor to shepherd you, I mean, Jesus said he's a good shepherd. So if you will trust him this today and you commit your life to him, I'm telling you that he's the stronger man and he's the strongest. Unless there's there's another man stronger than him who can come and depose him from your heart and from your life. And of course, there isn't. So, you are saved in him. Just trust Jesus. Trust him. When you become born again. That is real Christianity. Part 3. Judgments. This part hits very, 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 very hard. That's from verse 29 to verse 32. Let me read it very quickly. It says, And while the crowds were thickly gathered together, he began to say, This is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah the prophet. For as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so also the Son of Man will be to this generation. The Queen of the South will rise up in the judgments with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and indeed a greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh 
will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it for they repented at the preaching of Jonah and indeed a greater than Jonah is here before I continue with this part of the judgment another thing you do as a Christian is to share okay you share whatever revelation you have you share whatever resources you have you share okay as you are led by the spirit you share okay and most importantly just study the word as I said study the word and practice it you know when you read the verse 28 someone was like jesus blessed is the womb that bore you and that breast that nurtured you and jesus said no more than that blessed is he who hears the word of god and keeps it so it's not just in studying the word it's not just in listening to christian messages some people that's what they think they do listen to christian messages no you have to practice it you have to do it that is where we say that you're a christian you're a believer now back to judgment (laughs) judgment this generation there's hope for this generation because in these last days god is raising up his people people that he has himself blessed people that from eternity he has established them to carry out his will and you and i are part of those people but we need to be militant in our efforts because if we don't previous generations that we deemed as sinful will have a better testimony than us and will rise and condemn this generation can you perceive what the lord is doing i mean look all around you scripture is getting fulfilled jesus prophesied that in the last days men will be lovers of themselves lovers of money instead of lovers of god what do we see now we, we watch the news we hear stories people kill their mothers for money people kill their their family for money people kill their friends for money for the love of money people can do all sorts of malicious stuff that the politicians are doing just because of money they don't care about anyone's taxes they don't care about anyone's sweat they are just enriching themselves they enrich themselves into diseases and and serious ailments because of course you are reaping where you have not sown you 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 are you are benefiting off of the 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 sweat the toil and the blood of of an entire populace of a country and you and you think you you'll be well it doesn't happen like that so all the prophecies that jesus jesus prof they, they, they are being they are being fulfilled. There are rumors of wars and there between Russia and Ukraine. There are natural disasters. Earthquakes of higher magnitudes are occurring by the decade. And so, can't you perceive that the Lord 
is doing something in these last days can't you perceive that these are the last days and so you need to repent can't you perceive that jesus when he started speaking he said these people they require a sign some people when you preach the word of god to them it's like they want something extraordinary to happen first i don't know it's like they want houses to walk around and they want they want walls to jump around and they want animals to talk before they, they, they will believe and even in that they will still not believe because if you cannot accept and believe the word of god when it is preached to you i don't know what will make you believe the gospel anymore if by the mere preaching of it you can't accept it then i don't think any miracle in this world would enable you to accept it i, I, I don't know because the word of god in itself is potent it's powerful hebrews 4 12 says that is what it's a two-edged sword and it cuts even to a division ascender of the bones and the marrows and it is at the center of the thoughts and intent of the human heart. this is the word of god as 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 it is, be, as it is being spoken you you can feel the effect in you the, without any miracles what else will you need what else will you need this is the same word of god that god says he has exalted above his name he said i have lifted my word above my names and you know god's names god is god the all-powerful all-powerful that's that's he can do everything miracles and god is telling you that he has lifted this is word his his saving grace of of the gospel above his names above his miracles above all his titles and and this word is preached to you and you're telling me you want something lesser before you can believe the greatest that's been given to you, you couldn't believe and you want something lesser and you think by that you can believe wake up stop deceiving yourself stop deceiving yourself listen don't be like uh the 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 the, the, the governor that paul spoke the truth about the light of the gospel to you know at a hearing and he was like paul you almost persuaded me to be a christian he knew what was happening inside him deep down he knew this was the truth anybody who has heard the gospel of repentance the gospel of grace deep down you will know that this is the truth don't be like that man he said you almost persuade me to become a christian repent of your sin repent of your dead works turn to christ and receive salvation before it's too late for you before it's too late the bible says that now if you hear the word of the lord do not harden your heart as in the day of rebellion it didn't say two years from now it didn't say three years from about like, hey, when i graduate i'll be hey, when i marry i'll be who told you as young as you are you grow up with whatever traits and nature that you you embellished yourself in so now if you hear the word of the lord now and you know that your life is not is you you, you are living your life and you are misaligning your life to 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 the word of god and you are not pleasing jesus there is power in the word to save you all you need to do is to submit all you need to do is to be humble all you need to do is to accept this word accept that you're a sinner and ask the holy spirit to have mercy on you and to forgive you and to give you salvation and that's it you're done 
But if you're like, okay, oh well, oh well, oh well, oh well, there were no miracles. And don't worry, there's always another time. <laughs> the men of Nineveh, wicked men, they will rise up in judgment against you. Because they listen to Jonah. This Jonah who was not even willing to go and preach to them. They listened to him. Jesus was willing not only to preach to you, but to die for you. And you won't listen to him. People are listening to Jonah who was stubborn. Who at first was disobedient to the call of God. Jesus was obedient even to the point of death for you. And you are saying you require something extra before you believe him. Wake up. Wake up. The queen of the south came all the way from her homeland and, 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 and came to Solomon to hear wisdom. He didn't have the Holy Spirit in him. Jesus Christ, the Bible says he was full of the Spirit. And he's speaking to you and <laughs> he made Solomon and people traveled to come and hear the word you are not even traveling anywhere the word of god has rather traveled and come to you and you still will not repent wake up wake up wake up and repent do you know the persecutions and the trials that the apostles and the christians of the early church went through they persevered and they passed on the gospel and has now got into your tent. And you want to be like a daisical about it. You don't even want to believe it, let alone propagating it. Do you know the, the, the trials and the persecutions they went through? Do you know the trials and the persecutions that others in different countries are going through because they are Christians? Go and ask China, Russia, Afghanistan. Do you know what is going on there? People are practicing Christianity in secrecy. You are in Ghana, you are in Nigeria. You, 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 you are practicing Christianity in freedom. <laughs> and, 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 and you want, you want to be pompous. And you, you want to think that you are doing Jesus a favor. Wake up and repent. Because the judgment is real. That is not the reason why we preach. We don't preach the word because of judgment. We preach the word because of the love of God. We preach the, 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 the gospel because Jesus came to die for you. That is why we propagate. But if you don't repent, if you don't accept it, that, that's your choice. Everybody has a choice. But you should know that to every choice, there is a consequence. Repent if you have not repented. For the kingdom of God is at hand. Part 4. Part 4 talks about protecting your eye. That's from verse 34 to 36. You need to protect your eye. Now, this eye refers to both your physical and spiritual eye. Do not watch filth with your fleshly eye. You don't have to look at porn or at a woman lustfully. Don't engage your eyes in an environment where they continue to witness evil and corruption. Some of you is like, where you are, there is there's sin prevailing. There is sin at work. Okay, so if you are continually beholding such a thing, it's going to corrupt the light of your eye. Because the Bible says that the lamp of your body is the eye. You won't have to deal with 
any wrong information corrupting you if you protect your eye because your inside will be bright now your spiritual eye is your mind okay because the bible says that as a man thinketh in his heart so is he so you ought to protect your thoughts mm. the thoughts that pop up while you're alone while you are active or while you are sleeping or resting these thoughts are powerful they can influence your persona and can make you do wild things so you ought to think positively and you ought to think on the noble things of the lord you know when this is your spiritual eye your mind okay everything begins with your mind so if your mind is is light whatever that will come out of you will be light and will be righteousness however if you continue to fill your mind with garbage and filth there is no absolute way that you can produce the light and the brightness that you desire and so somebody asks what are you supposed to think about when you read philippians chapter 4 verse 8 open your bibles with me to philippians chapter 4 verse 8 it says that finally brethren whatever things are true whatever things are noble whatever things are just whatever things are pure whatever things are lovely whatever things are of good report if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy meditate on these things other versions say think on these things so you ought to think on things that are praiseworthy things that are good things that are noble and as often as you do that you are protecting your mind which is your spiritual eye and then there is nothing dark that you produce hallelujah now to our last part which is the part five that's hypocrisy and in this part even hits harder than the part where jesus was talking about judgment he was talking about hypocrisy hypocrisy yeah so you find that in verse 39 to 42 i think you can even extend it to 48 yeah so from verse 39 to verse 48 it speaks about hypocrisy and i want to speak about that before we end this message so in a natural you do not have to be a hypocrite okay now this happened when jesus um, he went to one pharisee's house uh, the pharisee invited him and he was eating and the pharisee was like yeah jesus didn't wash his hands <laughs> Jesus is eating without washing his hands and jesus attacked him okay he said and i read now you pharisees make the outside of the cup and dish clean but your inward parts is full of greed and wickedness. Foolish ones. I like that. If you are foolish, Jesus will let you know you are foolish. I mean, it doesn't mean to us. So foolish ones. Did not he who made the outside make the inside also? But rather give alms of such things as you have. Then indeed, all things are clean to you. But woe to you, Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and all manner of herbs and pass by justice and the love of god this you ought to have done without leaving the others undone now i'll leave the rest of the verses to you because of time 
then you read so when you when you when you study from verse 39 to verse 48 you can say jesus attacked two forms of hypocrisy okay the first form was people who on the outside want to appear as something they are not so on the outside they appear all good on the outside they appear all altruistic on the outside they appear all righteous but they are not so on the inside they are full of filth and garbage but when they come to church okay they are like oh i worship you lord they lift up their hands and they are praising god they are lying it's because they're in the church okay a pastor preaches hallelujah praise the lord <laughs> you know it's i mean i'm not saying that is bad in itself i'm it's it's not bad it's it's encouraging it's great i mean but if that is not who you are and you are trying to paint that picture then you are being a hypocrite and jesus does not like that and the second form of hypocrisy is people who yeah they are they are they are they are believers they are christians all right however their christianity is not or does not stem out of love they have for christ or for the holy ghost it does not stem out of um a kind of love relationship that they have with the holy ghost rather it stems out of religiosity so they are like okay i pray every morning i need to pray so i pray it's a religious activity then they pay their tithe so you see you see those christians they normally boast i pay i pay my tithe i'm righteous i pray every day i study the word you know those kind of things okay however they 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 deny justice i mean when 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 there is a widow that they can help and indeed they know that they can help they'll pass by they won't help they don't they don't they don't they don't they don't help the needy they don't they don't evangelize or bring people to christ they are just okay me myself and i these people are also greedy and they are hypocrites i mean what kind what kind of of spirit lives in you mm, what kind of of spirit lives in you what manner of spirit lives in you that you you profess christ and yet will not pursue love and justice the pharisees that's how they were they they kept the outside clean but the inside was filthy clean your inside don't be a hypocrite and don't be like someone who have your inside cleaned you, you you're a christian but it's it's just religious no you serve the lord in spirit and in truth repent and do the will of god in the love of the spirit and he'll work in you to the transformation of the outer man and the manifestation of good works because it is he who works in you both to do and to will of his own good pleasure amen so i'll bring the message to an end here i hope you are blessed by it and um, right this moment i'd like you to close your eyes and um, pray about what you've heard you know when, when whenever jesus speaks you don't you don't you don't underestimate his words you don't underrate his words you take him very seriously <laughs> that is why in the bible his words are written with red ink 
it doesn't it doesn't mean it's dangerous it means you have to take it very seriously so i want you to close your eyes and um, begin to meditate on the things that you 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 had today from the sermon begin to begin to pray and ask god to touch you that as his word has come upon you tell him to make you fruitful and to help him to practice your word if you 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 know that you fall short of any of these things i mean that's what the word of god comes to us as well god loves us so he reproaches us so it's not when, when you when you go to church or when you hear a message and it exposes your sin you don't you don't have to be judgmental or bitter no it's because god loves you he doesn't want you to die in your sin so he's, he's reproaching you so that you repent and, and come to him so if if you fell short of any of the things that i mentioned in the sermon just pray and ask god to forgive you if you are not born again after this sermon i will pray the sinner's prayer with you so you become born again and enjoy the glorious liberty of the sons of god all right let's pray father in the name of jesus i want to thank you so much for such a prosperous message very sound and edifying message that you have blessed our hearts with today you've urged us to prayer you've urged us to sound christianity you've spoken to us about the judgment and you've admonished us against hypocrisy i pray in the name of jesus lord you who work in us both to do and to go of your own good pleasure by holy spirit cleanse us and make us whole by these words that you have given unto us we believe in your might we believe in your power i come against any form of addiction lord any form of oppression that has that has your people bound and that no want your people to express the righteousness that they have received from you in jesus name i declare every power broken by reason of the anointing every yoke is broken right now in jesus name i cast out demons of confusion in the name of jesus i cast out demons of oppression in the name of jesus i cast out demons of sin demons of unrighteousness filthy demons who are contending with the youth lord with your people and who are coming against them and coming in between them and their relationship with you the bible says that we should prepare a highway of the lord in the name of jesus all these demons i declare them non-existent i declare their power broken over the lives of your saints and i declare the highway open and free of all distractions free from all interruptions your people are free to serve you now and forevermore in jesus name amen now if you are not born again um 
just close your eyes you you listen to this message but you're not born again i mean if you're not born again you've not even started right so if you're not born again uh close your eyes as i told you you never know okay the Bible says that now, if you hear the word of the Lord, do not harden your heart as in the day of rebellion. Now, you don't have to wait. When I grow up, maybe two years time, three years time, I want to finish my service. I want to graduate now. Now, you don't know what will happen tomorrow. Tomorrow does not belong to you. You don't know when you will die, right? But like I said, that's not why we preach. We don't preach to scare people. We just preach to show you the love of God. You know things are happening in your life. If you want a transformation, you ought to be born again. Jesus has better for you. So you close your eyes and you say these words after me. Okay, and you become born again. If you are listening to this and you are born again, but you know somebody who is not born again, I entreat you to get nearer to that person or post the message, look for that person. And because salvation is very important and give it to the person so that we'll pray together so that he or she will come unto salvation and will be saved ultimately so let's pray so you say i then you put your name there thank you so much father for today i thank you for your word i thank you that you allowed Jesus Christ your beloved son to die for my sins today I acknowledge that I cannot save myself but you oh Jesus can save me unto the uttermost I denounce my sins I don't want them anymore I want you and I want you alone come into my heart today be my Lord be my Savior now and forevermore bless me with your Holy Spirit and give me life amen so if you said this prayer in all sincerity you are now a bona fide son or daughter of the Lord go to church very regularly and don't don't just go to any church go to a bible believing bible practicing jesus believing spirit professing word teaching church yeah there are various qualities and and attend and you'll be blessed so thank you so much for having time to listen to today's episode of calvary message um share this word let, let, let share it everywhere you are and let people come to the saving knowledge of the grace of God. Thank you so much. I'll meet you same time next week. Bye.